Hey there, and welcome to the Fedora Podcast. This is episode number 29, Fedora Spins Budgie Edition. My name is Eric, the IT Guy Hendricks, and I am so excited because I just saw the rough draft for the new video bumpers uh, that we'll be using on the podcast. I heard some samples of some uh, audio that we're going to be using. Uh, so I'm really excited here in the next episode or two, we should have like a more dramatic introduction to to the episode instead of just, ta-da, here we are. <laughs> but that being said, uh, it wouldn't be the Fedora podcast without someone to talk to. Uh, and for this episode, I could think of no one better than our own Joshua to uh, join me on the Fedora podcast to talk about Budgie. Welcome to the Fedora podcast, Joshua. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you for volunteering. And if I if I remember correctly, it's it's pretty early in your time zone. It it uh, it's only midnight. Ah, it's it's not a problem. Oh, Energy like, drinks, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's four o'clock here, so you know they always say it's five o'clock somewhere, and and uh, apparently sure. that's the East Coast right now. Hmm. All right, so why don't why don't we kick this off? Why don't you introduce yourself? And uh, and, and the usual questions we ask is, who are you? What do you do for a living? If you if you care to share, what do you do for Fedora? And then uh, because we're all about the people here, what do you do for fun? Yeah, so my name is Joshua Strobel. I am the founder of the open source organization called Buddies of Budgie, which develops the Budgie desktop environment. And I also lead the Fedora Budgie SIG, which is the special interest group that is responsible for the packaging of Budgie desktop and in creating fancy things that we'll be talking about in the show. So uh, in terms of what I do for a living, I am a full-stack developer, and it's 2023, so I think most people know what that means. It's React, it's Node.js, it's a little bit of Golang, um, but I do have some experience in consultancy uh, with Golang and cloud orchestration with Kubernetes and, and server add mini bits with Ansible and Puppet and Fedora, of course, uh, and so on. So um, that's sort of my background of what I do for a living. And then in terms of what I do for Fedora, it is, as one would expect, related to Budgie. <laughs> uh, so I package Budgie because it's needed for a Budgie spin. Um, I do a Budgie spin because I wanted to make sure that people had a, a sane, in quotes, out-of-the-box Budgie experience on top of Fedora without having to jump through a bunch of hoops. And then, of course, I've since created Fedora Onyx, um, which we'll maybe talk about. Uh, so yeah, that, that's primarily what I do uh, in terms of the Fedora land. I would like to get involved in CoreOS, uh, mm. should time permit, because that's a really interesting project. I run it on my home server. It's awesome. And you know, I'm really bullish about immutable operating systems. So yeah, but when I'm not thinking about Budgie Desktop, when I'm not thinking about Fedora stuff, um, both of those being rare things. Um, I, I like to play video games or learn how to make games as well. So in like Godot and Blender and all that. But I've been on a real binge lately with like some roguelikes, uh, some ARPGs like Halls of Torment and 20 Minutes Till Dawn. And I play like Elder Scrolls Online, a couple statues back there of oh, nice. Elder Scrolls. I, I didn't uh, see those. We would have talked to that, about that in the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My head is kind of blocking it. <laughs> uh, so games like that, Civ. Uh, so my my Hotas down there for some Elite Dangerous, some Flying Sims, of course. Um, 
because that's so much better than the mouse and keyboard. But yeah, that's what I do for fun. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I've uh, Starfield has been eating my life uh, when I'm not parenting and not working. So uh, yeah, I have managed to avoid it. It's been extremely difficult, but I think it's also because um, I use this thing called Intel Arc. You might have noticed it over here. I saw. Um, that. I switched. I switched away from Nvidia to Intel Arc, and it turns out it doesn't actually run so great on Intel Arc at the moment. Mm. Um, I, I don't know about the Linux situation uh, in terms of Starfield, but uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just holding holding off as long as I can. I have so much other stuff <laughs> to play and so much <laughs> other things to do. So, yeah. yeah, we've we've definitely seen uh, a resurgence in both movie and video game releases since everyone's kind of recovered from from the pandemic and having to shift all that work to work from home to certain offices going back into the office. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like there's so many AAA titles that have dropped this year. Yep. It's it's ne- it's never ending, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. We should probably have like a Fedora gamers uh, community, which we actually have a, an episode coming up here uh, in the near future uh, where we'll be talking about uh, Valve and Fedora uh, gaming and that kind of thing. Which, by the way, uh, before we get into our our topic today, I'm really excited because the last two weeks. Uh, the marketing team and I really sat down and started having conversations about what do we want to talk about on the show? Who do we want to have on the show? Uh, so we actually sat down and uh, because I didn't know where else to put this, uh, we I, I created a, a HackMD file that is open to just about anybody with an account uh, where we started planning out episodes, where we started laying out topics. And last week, we were going episode by episode, figuring out what we were going to talk about. Now, I am thrilled to announce that here it is, the middle of September, and we actually have every episode through the end of the year scheduled with a guest in mind. We're ready to go. So, I mean, we we've hit the big time, if you ask me. I mean, we've got video bumpers on the way. We've got audio bumpers on the way. We've got schedule. Uh, so if if there's anyone out there that can afford me, uh, I I could do this full time. I, I love Fedora. The getting to know the folks of the community. Uh, honestly, I do this as much for myself to learn about Fedora as I do uh, the those that watch either live or video or audio. So there's there's a ton going on. I'm really really excited to share that with you. A little under the weather today, so my my excitement probably isn't coming through. No, but, but like I was so ecstatic when I checked that list and you had uh, Timothy and George that are going to be coming on. Not to spoil anything, to talk immutable operating systems. Uh, if you're not familiar with George Castro, he's awesome. He does Universal Blue, which is on top of Fedora. It's just, it's killer. It's so cool. Uh, and, and Timothy is is such a great guy. He's helped me out so much with uh, Fedora Onyx. So, you know, big shout out to him as well. But yeah, you guys got a, a really good list coming up in terms of, of guests. So, Yeah, I think that's uh, two episodes out. So about a month from now. Uh our next episode will all uh, will actually be meeting with the Fedora community architect, uh, <laughs> and he's watching live. Go figure. <laughs> Glad to have you in the audience. 
So he'll he'll be joining us here in about a month. Uh, I believe in two weeks, our next episode will be about uh, the community and the community architect role. So we'll be talking a little bit more, uh, a little bit more about who's involved, and uh, we'll take kind of a higher level view. And then I believe the episode after that, we'll be talking immutable operating systems, uh, whether it's Universal Blue or Silver Blue. We'll probably give a, a shout out to Onyx. So Joshua, if you could stay up late with us, love to have you in the chat for that. Of of course, yeah. But uh, yeah, with that said, why don't we dive into today's topic? I, I, I try to avoid the, the meta topics about podcasting about the podcast. So let's, let's dive in. Yeah. And why, sure. don't you, why don't you start with an introduction to what is Budgie? Yeah, so I always try to pitch Budgie Desktop as like a feature-rich, flexible desktop environment. Not too flexible, though, because you, you still want it to be approachable to your average user. Um, that strives to strike a balance between a traditional user experience metaphor while having sort of sensible defaults like this thing called a system tray. Um, I like system trays. I like when I have things minimized and running in the background and they show up and I know what the status of them are. Um, And then mixed with like fun and quirky features like Raven, which is our widget and notification center, which I think is what a lot of people flock. Uh, No no bird puns intended, (laughs) I promise. Uh, flocked to budgie budgie four so um but yeah that that's that's basically budgie um and uh it, it really sort of goes back to the days of of evolve os so so for those who don't know ike darty he actually is the creator of budgie desktop and he actually originally created it for evolve os which was later rebranded to solus um, to sort of be an approachable traditional user experience that was lightweight, so akin to sort of what we try to strive for nowadays, a traditional metaphor that had sort of similar features and capabilities as, say, the GNOME 2, late GNOME 2 era, and early GNOME Shell. Now, for those who don't know, this was back in like 2013. GNOME Shell was brand new. It was it was kind of bare bones, uh, but they had like really cool stuff like old message trays, where you can like tie it into empathy and and see your real time messages and that kind of stuff. But anyways, so this was really early you on. Know, that that really takes me back to the days of like joining Linux Unplugged on a Tuesday afternoon, part of the JB uh, the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually got my podcasting start on Linux Unplugged. I used to hang out in the mumble room and. Uh, and I chat with like I, I chat chat with folks like Ike, and uh, and from yeah. there you know grew into uh, into the pseudo show, as Noah show, uh, and then to you know to where I am today. So you're you're really hearkening back to back to the early days <laughs> yeah. of, of my uh, uh, my more vendor and community focused part of my career. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 original goal behind Budgie was sort of to to build it on top of GNOME components. So you know that's Mutter, GDK, uh, GNOME settings, Daemon, that sort of thing. Instead of forking the entire ecosystem, uh, which is kind of what we see with Cinnamon nowadays, and really started with the the Cinnamon two era, um, which has its pros and cons. But you know, in terms of the the Budgie metaphor, is sort of build a shell on top of the GNOME stack and. You know, ever since then, it's taken really a life of its own. Um, so obviously, the goals of it have evolved as the landscape has. Um, you know, like a lot's happened in the decade since then in terms of the Linux ecosystem, in terms of development capabilities. Um, 
uh, like if you were to ask me, would Linux be where it is today 10 years ago? I probably would have said no, just because (laughs) it would have been so crazy, the capabilities of Linux that we have nowadays for home users. Um, But it's evolved so much since then in terms of budgie, uh, whether that's getting adopted and built on by others like Ubuntu budgie, uh, and Ultramarine Linux and Gecko Linux and now Fedora, which is really exciting. Um, and then when IKEA left Solus in 2018, I took over as the budgie lead and continued working on it, of course. And uh, just as a little bit of history, then in 2022, when I left Solus, I decided, hey, let's try to really transform budgie from like this sort of product-oriented philosophy where it's like catered to- towards Solus that, and it happens to work for other operating (laughs) systems to something that's really like platform oriented. So like vendor neutral all the way, build on top of it, have fun, go crazy, break it if you want to, it's your own thing. Um, And then get everybody involved from all these different operating systems and teams uh, into sort of just one, one environment and one organization to really try to take budget to the next level with 11 and beyond. So I founded the Buddies of Budgie organization then. So, gotcha. So when did uh, when did uh, Budgie become an official f- uh, Fedora spin? Well, so that happened just in Fedora thirty eight, if you could believe it. It's that recent. I started working on it in Fedora thirty seven. Um, I installed. It, it was. I'm trying to remember how exactly it went. But I think it was something like I was using Endeavor OS after I left Solus. To be completely honest, I didn't immediately jump to Fedora. Okay, okay, guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're here now, so we forgive yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. And he was like, you know, we don't have Budgie Desktop proper on on Fedora. These ultra, ultramarine Linux guys are doing an awesome job. But, you, you know, it, it, would it be so bad if like we had it officially? And I was just like, oh. Neil, you and your crazy ways of trying to convince me to do stuff. Fine, fine. How hard could it be? He's like, I'm willing to sponsor you, like package sponsor you. So I, <laughs> here, here I am. So I, for Fedora 37 cycle, I was like, okay, I'm going to do budgie desktop. And I had the end goal of we're going to have a spin. And then at some point when, when at least I personally feel that the RPM OS tree stuff is ready, which it is in my opinion nowadays, we're going to have an immutable variant. So, mm. yeah. And that is the, uh, that's Onyx that you'd mentioned. Yeah. I pref- I would prefer if it was just called like Fedora Budgie Atomic, but apparently we all have <laughs> to invent these crazy names that nobody could remember. <laughs> so mine is Onyx. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel your pain there. Uh, the the atomic branding, both for Fedora and for Red Hat, are are a little bit a uh, little bit of a, uh, a, a we, we just, point. Yeah, it's one of those things we just don't talk about anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what was this atomic thing? Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you you mentioned buddies of Budgie, and we're we're going to go off off topic here for just a second. Why don't you explain what the the buddies of Budgie is? Yeah, so Buddies of Budgie is an uh, is an open source organization that is actually uh, fiscally hosted by Open Source Collective, which is really cool. Um, and its goal is basically to develop Buddies uh, to develop Budgie Desktop and to get a bunch of uh, traditionally downstreams, as others might call them, 
Um, so like, you know, the people from Ubuntu Budgie, from Soulless nowadays, uh, from, you know, now Fedora or Gecko Linux and so on, and just bring them all in a really nice kumbaya moment and say, hey, let's work on Budgie Desktop together. Let's make it try to suit everybody's use case um, and try to make it so not only can you guys build on Budgie Desktop to make it the experience that you want, but everybody else can. Um, and then take it to the next level with 11 in terms of like separation of data and presentation layers and a, lo- and a lot of other crazy stuff. Um, so, and if you, if you check it, like what the Ubuntu budgie people have done with their default experience and compare it to like the very stock Fedora budgie spin, you could see like they're, they're night and day. And I'm, I'm genuinely proud that we could actually support both of those, um, so Buddies of Budgie kind of helps us keep that in check and make sure we always have a, a platform vendor neutral oriented position towards Budgie um, compared to, you know, a product oriented approach. Yes. So we kind of talked about uh, some of the underlying features using existing components to build a uh, sort of a traditional desktop environment. Yeah. Uh, but from a end user perspective, if I were to put my uh, if I were to put my wife on Fedora Budgie, uh, what what would be some of the standout features that she might enjoy? Um, to be quite honest, I think the only standout feature would probably be Raven, and I think that's okay. And the reason why I think that is okay is, for example, if I was to sell my wife on, hey, let's let's switch you over to Windows. I know you don't have all your software. Let's just theoretically pretend you do um, over to over to something running Linux. I would want her on Budgie because, quite honestly, with the default experience, it feels a lot like Windows. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It has a, a menu that you use to launch your applications. And you could quickly access, you know, the shutdown capabilities. You could quickly access your home folder and music and so on. And you could launch applications and they show up as icons in the panel. You could launch them, you could favorite them and so on. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of flexibility, but I feel like those are more for advanced users, um, users that want to tweak with their with their experience. And you you perfect you can by just opening up Budgie desktop settings. But in terms of the traditional metaphor, um, I, I kind of pride on it being just not really anything special hmm. <laughs> um, because that in a way makes it kind of special because yes. at, at least compared to Gnome Shell as an example, and I don't want to throw shades on, on Gnome Shell here, <laughs> like it's, it's a very different user experience that a lot of people are just not going to understand and hmm. they're going to want a more traditional user experience and sort of Budgie provides that. Um, akin to how I think uh, KDE Plasma would as well. So, yeah, it's it's been difficult for me in my in my Linux days to switch. I'm I'm one of the most basic of users when it comes to a desktop environment. Um, you know, I've I can find my way through through Windows 11, through Mac OS, through iPad OS, through GNOME, KDE, and uh, and can pretty much find my way around to what I need on just about any desktop. Is there anything that would, is just kind of a basic uh, GNOME shell user. I, I've got maybe six add-ons that, that I add to my, to my Fedora build, but is there anything compelling that would, that would move me from one DE to another? 
for, for I warned average, you this question was coming. To be fair, like for 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 what what kind of user are we talking? Super about super here? simple. I I could or, I could run my Fedora box using GNOME KDE. Yes. But why why would I? To be to be frank, why would I switch to Budgie? Yeah, I, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, that quite frankly, I don't know if I have the answer to um, because it's just sort of something I use, and I can't imagine using anything else. Uh, I I think it is that familiarity that I keep hearkening back to, and it's not familiarity because of the fact that I've I, I'm a developer of it, but more familiarity because I know I could translate my user experience over to other operating systems quite easily, like for example Windows. Um, but also something that really, really always makes me love love Budgie is Raven. I love being able to open it up, uh, and whether that's on the left or right hand side because it's configurable. It has your ability to uh, do per per application volume control, which is really handy as like sort of a in place of a mixer. Uh, you could do device switching. You can, of course, get all your notifications there, and that's they're cleanly grouped into like their applications, and it's all it's all nice and organized and tidy and sort of kept away, and only really needed when you actually want it. And of course, you have really fancy stuff like media playback controls integrated in there that I I personally quite enjoy, and I think users would as well if they if they were to give that a shot. So low, I would low say bit. a ben- I would say a benefit. Sorry to interrupt. No, For GNOME, right. moving from GNOME Shell to Budgie. Tray icons. That's fair. If you like, if you like tray icons, um, I would say that there are two up-to-date desktop environments that you would probably want to use. You'd probably want to use either Plasma, or you'd want to use Budgie. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's Mate and there's Cinnamon, that sort of thing. But you know, Budgie. <laughs> so it, low barrier, low barrier of entry if you're coming to Fedora from say like Windows. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Which probably makes sense why I feel so at home in the GNOME shell because before Linux was my primary operating system, it was it was Mac OS. So the the UI feels a lot like Mac OS, and you can even add a few yeah. extensions and whatnot to make it feel even more like that. But and uh, of course, you have tiling capabilities in in GNOME shell, and you don't really have that in in Mac OS. It's just sort of like throw your Windows wherever. Uh, so actually, that, that's for an extension on Mac OS to allow me to do tiling yeah. kind of an oversight yeah. on Apple's part, but they're not open source. So you know, sure. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for, for me, I, I came from like when, when I was young, this was back in like 2008, I had my first laptop. It kept blue screening. So I literally typed in free operating system because I was <laughs> smart enough to know what that was. And I came across Ubuntu, which had GNOME 2. And I was like, ah, yeah, this is close enough. It has a panel. Right. right, I can launch my applications. I have my running stuff, um, and then from there it was like Plasma, and eventually it was a little bit of GNOME Shell. But this sort of traditional metaphor is always something that's been really pleasing to me. Okay, yeah, and uh, so we had a question come in: if uh, Budgie supports Wayland, that is a fantastic question, and I'm so, I'm so happy we're going to be talking about upcoming features. Um, but I'll go ahead and, and answer that one. 
So, so Wayland is something that's being worked on. So we have it in, in two different ways. So uh, Campbell Jones, a.k.a. Sarabit, he is a fantastic uh, team member of Buddies of Budgie. He's working on Magpie, which is sort of the, the window manager that we're going to be using for Budgie 10 and 11 series going, going into the future. Uh, and that is going to be using a WL Roots-based compositor uh, for, for Wayland support. And we are actually going to be going Wayland only. Um, so no X11 support at all. Oh, nice. Um, so, so that's the end goal. And then of course we have, uh, Evan Maddock and uh, myself and, and others on the team that are working on other components of Budgie 10 series to move that to supporting Wayland. For example, using like libxfce windowing to do the window tracking. So, but yes, Wayland is coming. I want Wayland as well. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't want to be on X any more than anybody else wants to. Uh, yeah, so very exciting times going into the future. But there's no ETA on that, sadly. Um, it's just that's one of those things where it's ready when it's ready because we have to do that, the portals and all that to make sure um, things are actually well integrated and you could do screen sharing and and all that. It's almost as if NA knew what my next question was, and that was going to be uh, upcoming features. So you, you mentioned Wayland support is on its way. Is there anything, yep. uh, what else is there that uh, that you want to promote? Yeah, so uh, as a caveat for, for those that aren't aware, so right now we're working on uh, a lot of items for Budgie 10 series. Now Budgie 10 is based off the GNOME stack. It uses GDK, it uses GNOME settings daemon. Um, and we've, we've sort of forked some components as we've go, gone on, like uh, GNOME Control Center into Budgie Control Center. Um, and mutter into Magpie, but uh, we are focused more heavily on Budgie 11. So what that means is like a lot of the things that we, I talk about when it comes to 10 series is more small quality of life things, keep things stable, but still allows us to focus on 11 and some of these big items. So when I for for Budgie upcoming for the 10 series, we have like tray icon scaling, so you could have more granularity in how those scale, if they scale to your panel or if they look the same as your status icons, as an example. Um, our dark theme switch in Budgie desktop settings now actually changes that uh, free desktop. It actually technically changes the GNOME key for color preferences. So that'll apply throughout, you know, Libidueta, LibHandy, and, and flat-packed applications um, when that's supported. So that's coming up. Uh, improved fuzzy searching, so so you could just type kind of gibberish, and it'll still somehow find the application you want just by keywords. <laughs> so that's kind of exciting. And uh, I'm going to be working on some features for Budgie Screenshot. So I want to have it where you could configure the default save location for files. And something else I'm going to be working on is the ability to choose what screens in Budgie Screenshot that you actually want to take a capture of. Because right now, if you choose screen, it's just everything. And I don't know about you, Eric, but for me, everything means two 4K monitors and a 1080p one. And nobody's going to read anything on a screenshot that I would take <laughs> of that. So <laughs> so being I've able just a, to take... I've, I've got a single 4K widescreen right now. And yeah, if, if I do entire screen, it's unreadable. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I, I want to have it where you could just take a screenshot of one particular screen. Um, so, but these are like small quality of life improvements uh, that allow us to focus on Wayland support 
uh, and also allow us to focus on uh, budgie 11. So, gotcha. Is there anything? Uh, is there anything worth mentioning for the uh, Fedora Linux uh, 39 release that's coming up? I had to remember what version uh, we were on. <laughs> I, I actually, Eric, I just um, I, I was thinking I don't actually have anything to share about Fedora 39. You know, I was originally going to release Fedora Onyx for 39, but now that you mention it, I'm not sure I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scared you so off. Fedora, Fedora Onyx, for those that aren't aware, is an immutable variant, effectively of the Fedora Budgie spin. So it's similar to how you know we have a Fedora KDE spin, and then we have Fedora Kinoite. We have Fedora Workstation, and then we have Fedora Silverblue. And this is the equivalent where we have Fedora Budgie spin, and now we have Fedora Onyx. So that builds on top of. You know, RPM OS tree, you get Pondman and Toolbox and everything's flat packed and it's awesome and you should totally try it when it comes out. Um, but I'm very excited about that. So, gotcha. And so I like to, uh, I like to wrap up each of our discussions with, with a uh, call to action for our audiences. And for, for Budgie, how can people get involved in whether it's desktop development or, testing how how can folks that are really really passionate about budgie jump in and, and lend a hand yeah so if you go on over to buddiesabudgie.org and you click the documentation link in the in the header that'll link you to our documentation center which is built with uh, docusource and there we have information about getting involved whether that's you know it's not necessarily coding if you're multilingual translations genuinely do mm. help because i think a key thing about accessibility is also accessibility when it comes to understanding the user interface. And I think that's a really big deal. So if you if you are multilingual, translation is always welcome. Um, we even have budgie backgrounds. So if you're an artist, mm. I well I welcome contributions to, to budgie backgrounds. I know Campbell, who leads that, would be very excited about that too. Um, but of course, bugs. Please file bugs. Don't don't pretend <laughs> or like don't assume we already know that they exist. If you encounter a bug, please report it because I, I love I have a love-hate relationship with bugs. I love when users report bugs. I hate the bugs themselves. But the the more we could do to squash them, the better. So because the only good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> and we did have one other question pop into the chat here. And that is what what is Raven? You've you've hinted at it a few times. Yeah, Raven is our widget and notification center. So if you were to to install sort of a stock budgie experience, uh, you would have like a Raven trigger. So it'd show us sort of like a, almost like a logout icon in the, the bottom right-hand corner. You click it and it'll show a sidebar that comes in from the, the right-hand side. And that'll have uh, widgets and notifications, as I already explained where you would have a calendar, you would have um, audio output and input management, so both global and per application volume, as well as input device and output device selection, which is really handy if, say, you jump into a Slack meeting and you realize, oh, yeah, it didn't really connect properly with my headphones, and you you have to do this entire dance of then opening up the settings and switching devices. Nope, you could do all that through Raven. Um, so you could do that. And if you're listening to to music, you can manage all that through through uh, Raven as well. Play, pause, that sort of stuff, and and going back and forth. So awesome. Well, before we wrap up today, is there is there anything you want to 
you want to say? You've you've literally got the mic in front of you. So uh, any, anything you'd well, like to share with folks? Uh, go on over to Buddies of Budgie and follow us on Mastodon. If you don't have a Mastodon account, create one because the Fedora project is also extremely active on there. Um, the team behind that does a fantastic job. So I actually want to take a moment actually to promote the Fedora Mastodon. Um, everything <laughs> else is just sort of a side effect, okay? So if, if you haven't done that, go, go ahead and please, please do. Uh, that's all. Yes, sir. All right, well, if, you, if, uh, if you're catching us... Uh, uh, sorry, I forgot what I was saying there. Goodness. Uh, the, the good news is here, here in the United States, summer is on its way out. So uh, very much looking forward to cooler weather. Just allergies are kind of a byproduct of that. But, you know, it is... It is 77 degrees Fahrenheit here today, whereas two weeks ago it was 105 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know, much improved. <laughs> but uh, I really want to thank you, Josh, for for joining us and uh, for talking about Budgie and the uh, the Budgie spin. Um, really excited to uh, to kick the tires. I've actually got a GPU in one of my one of my home servers now, so I might spin it up in a virtual machine and uh, nice. and, and give it a test drive. But uh, yeah, anytime you have any news or any new features or any any help you need from the uh, from the community at large, just reach out and uh, more than happy to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you very much again for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk about Budgie Desktop and of course about uh, all the exciting stuff happening in in the Fedora landscape. So much appreciated. Awesome. Yeah, and in two weeks, uh, Justin W. Flory will be joining me. He'll we'll be talking about building the Fedora community, and we'll be talking about the community architect position. That'll be in two weeks on the YouTube channel uh, on Tuesday at what is it about five p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you listen to the audio podcast, that's usually out uh, about uh, about midnight uh, GMT. It depends on on how quickly I get the show notes put together and do the post processing, but uh, still looking at how to automate that process because you know we this is 2023. We should be able to do that in, in an automated fashion. But until then. Uh, if you uh, if you haven't already, be sure to hit the subscribe button uh, and hit the bell. That way you get notified every time we go live. Uh, but also we've been uh, publishing a couple at a time the uh, talks from Fedora Flock 2023. Uh, definitely check out those sessions. I've, I've uh, admittedly, I've been listening to them uh, in order to come up with new podcast topics. So, <laughs> but there are some great talks. I really wish I would have been in Ireland uh just uh, just about a month ago. Uh, next year we'll be in the United States, so hopefully hoping to make that one. But uh, until then, uh, we'll be live again in two weeks and uh, look forward to hopefully having some video and audio bumpers to go with it. So until then, take care and we'll see you next time.